Hello fellow gamers, this is a new content series I am beginning and it is about video game news. The video games industry becomes more and more interesting by the day and not in the good way. Seriously, those people amaze me how they manage to create so much bad press. Anyway, we have no time to waste so let's begin with an outline of what I'm going to talk about. First subject, banning players for toxic behavior. Second, Bethesda bans players for reporting exploits. Third, people misunderstood Death Stranding. Fourth, Google Stadia is becoming a joke. Fifth, Fortnite player gets banned for life for cheating. First I will lay down the facts and then I will share my personal opinion for every news story. Ok, let me begin with the first subject. Banning players for toxic behavior. The facts. Toxic behavior is rampant in online video games. Faceit is a company that wants to end that behavior. So, they constructed Minerva, an admin artificial intelligence trained through machine learning to address toxicity in large scale. Now, they can punish toxic players without the need for manual intervention from a real person. It has already been implemented with 20% reduction in toxic messages and 10% reduction in all toxic messages across the platform. At first, the player who has toxic behavior is issued a warning, but if the player will not correct his or her behavior, within a short period of time the punishment will be more severe. For now Minerva was used in CSGO and within the first two months more than 200 million messages were analyzed and about 7 million messages were toxic leading to about 90,000 warnings and more or less 20,000 bans. They have introduced SMS verification to prevent accounts flagged for smurfing, boosting, cheating or general toxicity. Furthermore, players, if they want to play into any official facet competition, they can't do it unless they verify their phone number first. The whole system is experimental and only time will show if it will be successful or people will actually go wild with frustration. My personal opinion, whoever plays or has played in the past online multiplayer video games knows that toxic behavior is very well established and it deters some people from playing those games. There are ways to avoid it of course but still it affects a lot of people who most of them can't deal with that behavior. That toxic behavior has deeper psychological reasons 
and come from faulty social environment and human interactions. But I won't go into the subject in this video. I don't really know if Faceit has altruistic motives, them trying to correct something wrong, or they just want to attract more gamers to their platform by giving them a safer and less stressful environment leading to higher profits. It will benefit the online gaming bible, that's for sure, but the real question is, by how much? There are so many issues with the AI implementation to start policing the players. There will be people claiming this is infringement of free speech, but even worse, people will be falsely punished because the AI judged them wrongly. Like there was a whole issue in World of Warcraft where a guild named the Gay Boys had their guild name forcefully changed because some people took offense on the word gay. Gay means something has bright colors or someone is joyous. It doesn't mean homosexual. But because some homosexual people were joyous, therefore gay, the word was used by the close-minded people with their false sense of superiority as a degrading, perogative and derogatory insult. There will be a point where we won't be able to use some words because some people don't like them. Words that do not have an offensive meaning. And let's not kid ourselves, if people want to insult and belittle someone, they will find a way to do it. That is certain. What are your thoughts on the subject? Will this Minerva AI help with the toxicity decrease? Or it will cause so many more issues? Next subject. Bethesda bans players for reporting exploits. The facts. A group of players and supporters of Fallout 76 found and reported some exploits to Bethesda, including a serious security flaw where passwords were stored in plain text when the players used the except file to log in to the game. Four of those players were banned at first. Two of them got a response from customer support and only one of them was unbanned but he is being watched at the moment and threatened with permanent ban if they don't like something he does in the future without telling him exactly what would be that. One of the players asked for a refund because the Fallout first premium service was not as advertised but his request was denied since he used some of the in-game currency provided to the service. Eventually, he got the refund, but only after the issue reached the management level and the issue gathered some bad publicity. The customer support stated the refund was an exception and it was not current policy, meaning they do not give refunds for a flawed product. Bethesda claims that a player who discovered the weapon exploit, he didn't personally report the exploit and he didn't get rid of all of the items he acquired 
using the exploit, but someone else reported the exploit. That is another person of the same exploit hiding group. What are your thoughts on the subject? Should Bethesda punish their fanatic players? I mean, the players doing Bethesda job. Personal opinion. The whole story is very muddy and it needs further investigation if someone is really interested to find out the truth. But I know one thing. Fallout 76 is a garbage product and at least it was launched this way. Bethesda has made some improvements but still it isn't the game they promised. 16 times better graphics. Remember that Todd Howard among the rest of the lies you spit it out of your mouth? Bethesda wanted a better game than the pile of trash they delivered but for whatever reason, <coughs> money, they decided they would launch that garbage. As famously Todd said, it doesn't matter the state of the product at the launch, all it matters is what it can become over time. Great wise words from Todd Howard. Bethesda is making one bad decision after another regarding Fallout 76 and the problem is they don't learn. All they care about is how to milk those players as much as possible. And people have noticed that and they have blacklisted the game. But even then there are some very loyal fans or fanatics of the franchise that they support the game no matter what and they will defend it regardless the garbage state the game is right now. Those people are even willing to spend dozens of hours of their lives in order to find bugs and exploits so they can have a better experience in the game. They are willing to work for free to fix the broken game Bethesda released and it seems to be a pattern here. Bethesda releases broken products and the players fix them through mods and various community tools. So instead Bethesda to reward those players, those fanatics or even hire them, they punish them by banning them from the game forever. Are you for real? Who makes those decisions anyway? If you want to survive Bethesda, you need to grab those players close to you and not push them away. People misunderstood Death Stranding. The facts. Hideo Kojima has addressed the mixed critical reception of his latest game, Death Stranding. He stated that US publications are more critical than European and Asian publications and it is probably because US gamers like more FPS games and uh, Death Stranding it is not that, it is something much better. So far Death Stranding is all over the place with so many mixed reviews, some people call it a masterpiece, others a walking simulator and others a package delivery simulation. The game is not for everyone, that is clear enough. Personal opinion. I wanted to play this game so bad, although I couldn't understand what it was about, but my number one rule to wait for reviews again has paid off. 
Death Stranding is a polarizing and controversial game. It has some deep messages, but it doesn't deliver them in a way the players would be captivated. The real story takes too long to unfold. The gameplay has major flaws and exploits. Kojima tried to create something memorable, and he did. But people will remember this game for the wrong reasons. He is very proud for his creation, but it doesn't help his position to indirectly insult the people who paid for the game. And I kind of agree with him. His game is much better than a mindless FPS game, but only in some ways. And I love games that have some deep meanings and messages, but I also love which it will be provided by a flawless gameplay. What are your thoughts on the subject? Did you play Death Stranding? Did you like it? Is Kojima right? Google Stadia is becoming a joke. When Google Stadia was revealed to the world, it was presented in a way that cloud gaming will be the future of video games. That is what the gamers wanted, said Google, because Google knows very much what gamers want. In order for people to use Stadia at launch, they need the hardware which includes a Chromecast Ultra for streaming at 4K resolution, a controller, and they will get 3 months of free subscription, and Destiny 2 the collection, and of course buying the rest of the games at full price. In the future Stadia will be free for people who want to play at 1080 resolution and only stereo sound, but they will still need the Chromecast and the controller if they want to stream their games on other devices besides their computer. It isn't a subscription service like the movie and TV series streaming services where customers pay a subscription fee and they can watch whatever program is available. Not only that, but the players do not own the games. They can't download them, they can't have them on their hard drives in case they want to play them again in the future, and there aren't any physical products. Once the service stops to exist, all the games they have paid for are gone. In order for the service to work flawlessly, a very fast internet is required, something that the majority of the people on the planet can only dream of. Google promised that upon launching, the service would have available 31 games from 21 different publishers, but the reality is Stadia launched with only 12 games available, and those are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Destiny 2 The Collection, Guild, Just Dance 2020, Kine, Mortal Kombat 11, Red Dead Redemption 2, Samurai Showdown, Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Thumper, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Many of those games are years old, some of them have already been played by the majority of the gamers, some of them are not even interesting and others are too resource heavy like Red Dead Redemption 2, and most people won't be able to play it using their mediocre internet connection. Personal Opinion 
When Google presented Stadia, they tried to convince people that their service would cost much less than owning a gaming PC. But let me break it down a little bit. Someone in order can stream the game in 4K resolution. He needs to pay for the hardware, pay a subscription fee, pay for the game at full price, although some of the games that I talked about have lower prices on other platforms like Steam. But if you want to play them on Google Stadia, you will pay the full price no matter what. Also, a gamer will need to pay for a very fast and super reliable internet connection in order to play, something which most of the people do not have. He can never save it on his hard drive, so he can play it another time. And the worst of all, he needs to pay Google, one of the most evil companies among EA and Facebook. Like seriously now, at some point I thought playing the devil's advocate that we cut out the middleman. But when I woke up from my daydream, I realized Google becomes the ultimate middleman. They control everything the gamer needs, the hardware, the service, the game. The gamers cannot play the games unless they pay for all that. You know what? Screw Google consoles. I want to have a custom built PC that I can use for entertainment, communication, work and games. And of course for whatever else I need. I want the things that I pay for them to have them on my hands and without DRM restrictions. End of story. Stadia was dead to me the moment it was announced. Those poopy heads know nothing about gamers. They don't want to give us the future. They just want to control every aspect of gaming and milk the players from every penny they own. What are your thoughts on the subject? Is Stadia something to look forward to? Is it something the players want and will it change the future of gaming? Fortnite player gets banned for life for cheating. The facts. Popular YouTuber and Fortnite player Jarvis got banned for life for using an aimbot. He did it for entertaining reasons and it didn't happen at a tournament. The reaction from Epic was immediate and their decision up until now is irreversible. But people tried to defend him among them another popular gamer and streamer named Ninja. Per his claims, trying to defer Jarvis, cheating, he said that it is preferable to ban Jarvis for a short amount of time, like two or three months, instead for life because he brings in a lot of viewers to the gameplays and those viewers produce income for Epic. If it was a nameless piece of shit player, per his words, it would be fine, but because it is someone popular, someone who brings in the views, he should be forgiven.
Jarvis made an apology video crying his eyes out. Even his mom tried to convince Empik to reverse their decision. Personal opinion. Jarvis used a cheat method to make the game miserable for entertaining purposes, meaning in reality to boost his views, therefore his income. But he never thought how miserable the rest of the players would feel, and he would actually destroy every game session he would participate in. But as long as it was to gain views and publicity, who cares, right? Actually, more people than he thinks. I don't care that he cheated in a game, but I do care that this game was online. I use cheats all the time when game sucks the life out of me, it becomes unbearable to play it anymore. But I do it when I play single player games, nobody else is affected but I and I enhance my experience because the game design is moronic. But when you play multiplayer games, you just don't destroy the experience of other players by using cheats. The rules are totally different. Jarvis knew exactly what he was doing. He wasn't naive about it. He cheated to gain a profit. He apologized because he was caught because he didn't expect the punishment would be so severe. If he wasn't caught, he would be boasting and rubbing his hands on how much money he makes by destroying the experience of other players. Not only that, but because he had so many followers, he was teaching them how to use aimbots and how they could cheat resulting in the death of the game. The moron he didn't even think for a second that he was actually attacking Epic. He wasn't making the game unpleasant just for a bunch of players. He drew a target on his back. He was teaching people how to destroy the money machine of Epic. And uh, so what he has a massive following? The same rules apply for everyone. Not only that, but just because he had a massive following, the punishment had to be so severe. I don't feel sorry for him, not even a bit. He already has millions of followers and dollars in the bank. He will be alright. What are your thoughts on the subject? Was his punishment well deserved? That's it for now. This video was a consolidation of several news stories. I had some catching up to do and I needed to start from somewhere. The idea is to create a news video the moment the story is available. If you are pleased with the content, share it with your friends. Your support is truly invaluable. Until the next time, stay healthy and play some games.